is it okay in moderation? It affects our body in the same way that cocaine does. Sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, and welcome to Excel Radio. This is your host and high-performance expert, Dr. Nick Zarowski. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic of sugar and how sugar affects the body in a very negative way and what you can do to avoid sugar because sugar is a big problem this time of year. We have Halloween coming up. We have holidays that are coming up every couple weeks here. And um, we really need to make sure that we avoid this sugar epidemic that is just flooding our our different holidays here. So um, today I have Ashley with me. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so we actually just got back from uh, Greenfield Village and, and um, it was pretty cool. It was It was really nice. There's tons of history there. Not only from Detroit and from Michigan, but really um, all across the United States. Uh, it's really a, a neat place to go with the family. Yeah, so if you don't know what Greenfield Village is, and we're going to throw these little fun facts in here for you, I guess. Um, Greenfield Village is where Henry Ford, he made a place as a getaway because of the hustle and bustle of modern society, really due to his cars, because people could travel from one place to the next so quickly, it sped life up a lot. So Greenfield Village was his escape um, to just go back in time and remember life as it was when he was a child. Um, now the other thing that he did though, is he made this like this, I mean, it's just like an epicenter of history. He mm -hmm. took, uh, childhood homes of, um, a variety of different families, yeah. Webster family, like the Webster dictionary, their family home is there. Edison. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's really incredible. All the, the Wright brothers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he rebuilt his own family. Um, his own family home there, just the exact way he remembered it as it was as he was a child, and it was just really interesting. And they also brought in a lot of um, different factories, like Edison's original factory and their original laboratory. It's just so cool. It's a very inspirational place, especially I know a lot of business professionals and entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. So, oh my gosh, like it's such an inspirational place because it has literally the life of all the people who were at the forefront of technology and changing the world. So when we were on our way home from Greenfield Village, um, you know, it was all decorated for Halloween in the fall, the, the leaves were changing color, and we were talking about the holiday coming up, which is Halloween, and what we were going to do to help our kids avoid the, the sugar that's just everywhere, the candy that's everywhere, and what we personally were going to do in our lives. And you know, this got us talking about the topic of sugar, one that we were really, you know, were really passionate about because of the absolute epidemic that's surrounding our country right now with sugar. Right. I mean, this is a time of year where sugar is just like off the charts. I mean, if you're in the candy business, like this is what you wait for all year, right? Halloween. And, um, you, you know, not only is candy loaded with sugar being given out to kids, but it's also floating around the offices, floating around workplaces. I mean, just loads and loads of candy and um, and sugary foods, too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of candy floating around. And, you know, nobody just takes like one piece, for instance. I mean, like the kids who are going trick-or-treating, they're, they're walking around with buckets. And even in the office place, I mean... 
there's I remember I remember when we used to take all the candy that we got from Halloween and we would send it to your work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sent it to your workplace and uh, like people just ate it like crazy. So, you know, people aren't just grabbing one piece. Kids aren't just grabbing one piece. It really becomes this thing that is is more or less um, an addictive habit is what we're seeing with it in the research. Absolutely. And, you know, we posed this question to our, our, our followers. We said, you know, what do you think about candy and sugar, especially during this time of year? Is is it okay in moderation or is it not? And that's one of the questions we hope to address in this podcast. Right, right, right. And, yeah, is it okay in moderation? It's like, you know, is something that is toxic, is something that is going to drive inflammation and and disease process in the body, is it okay in moderation? Well, the liver has the ability to um, remove some of these toxins and, and heal. So, you know, that's, that's, is it okay in moderation? That's the question we post on Facebook. So you could jump on that discussion that's running right now, actually. But, you know, when we talk about sugar, it's pretty interesting because like I had mentioned, when somebody has candy, when somebody has a sugary food, it's not ever just one piece or one little little uh, you know slice of this or you know slice of cake, and it's always one leads to the next. And there's actually science behind that and why that happens. And the reason for that is because we become addicted to sugar. Sugar, I mean, it's considered a drug by many, many, um, many people and researchers because what it does is it actually affects our body in the same way that cocaine does. And it's like, okay, well, it's a drug because we become addicted to it. And it's a drug because when we quit consuming sugar, we get withdrawal symptoms Mm -hmm. from that. Now, what we also know, and this is really fascinating, is that sugar actually lights up areas of the brain just like cocaine does. So when they were monitoring the brain and seeing what effects that sugar has on the brain, it has the same effects on the brain that cocaine does. And as a matter of fact, they estimate that sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, like when you consider that cocaine is an illegal drug in America, it's illegal to use, even for medicinal purposes, and yet it's eight times more addictive. Eight times more sugar's addictive. Sugar's eight times more addictive than cocaine. I mean, that's just yeah. unreal. And it's in everything. Yeah, it's in everything. We'll get to that too. But so when they've done several studies and what they did with some of these rats that they were using for research purposes is that after they were addicted to cocaine, they gave them an option between some more cocaine or sugar. And 40 out of the 43 rats actually were choosing the sugar. Another study uh, where uh, rats were given a sugar water diet they, after uh, having that sugar water taken from them, had the same withdrawal symptoms that someone on cocaine would. As a matter of fact, they thought in some cases that they're even worse than uh, withdrawal from cocaine. So, you know, sugar certainly affects our body in a big way. I mean, it, it activates those pleasure centers in the brain, and it's just your brain says, hey, more, 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 and, and it, it releases a, a feel-good chemical called dopamine, and your brain just keeps wanting more and more, okay? Mm-hmm. So now when we look at how our brain's being hijacked to just want more and more sugar, um, it's very, it's, it's, it's just a fascinating 
um, process that we we would like to think that we control but if you're not um, conscious of this there's a good chance you're not in control at all now the other thing that we have to consider when we talk about sugar and how it affects the body is what's happening to the organ systems okay so we know what's happening to the brain we're getting addicted to it it's releasing a pleasure hormone in the brain we're um, it's activate activating the brain the same way cocaine does but the other thing that we have to look at is what happens to our organ systems like the liver okay so when you consume sugar your um, liver is really the one who has to deal with it and so um, sugar could only be processed by, by the liver and when the liver becomes taxed what it does is it just has the pancreas step in and it helps it out and the pancreas releases insulin insulin helps put the sugar um, uh, basically convert that sugar into fat if you have a weight loss problem there's there's a good chance that you have a sugar problem as well and when you have a sugar problem this insulin level in the body is spiked all the time okay we're starting to think you know insulin diabetes where where is this all coming from right and so this insulin insulin level is spiked when insulin level is uh, spiked one of the things that happens is that your brain it actually shuts down your brain's ability to hear the signal which is another hormone called ghrelin the ghrelin will actually um, not be heard by the brain and when ghrelin is not heard by the brain then your body does not know it's full so insulin affects your body by also shutting down the signal that you are full. So somebody who has sugar problems, there's a good chance that they're overeating all the time just because their body can't hear the proper signals. I feel like that's a very common problem in America. Like our portion control is like, we almost don't have any portion control. Um, so basically, just to recap, so what you're saying is that by eating too much sugar that your body that is not able to detox and get rid of properly, it's throwing off a cascade of hormonal issues in the body yes. to the point where you're turning sugar, your sugar is turning into fat. You don't know that you're full. You just keep eating and keep eating, mm -hmm. which is really driving that sugar craving even more. So it's just a really negative feedback yes. cycle. Yeah. And then when that insulin level stays high, like we mentioned, it leads to disease. So eventually with that high insulin level, diabetes will step in because the, the um, cell will not be able to hear insulin coming and knocking at the door looking to um, keep processing and moving that sugar and eventually that's when diabetes steps in but there's a lot more than just diabetes that's actually related to um, sugar so sugar drives the inflammatory process in the body and when sugar is driving that process there's so many metabolic diseases that are associated with it we have um, not only diabetes but we have heart disease we have liver problems we have stroke we have um, heart attacks, we have cancer, mm -hmm. and you know, even um, what we're seeing now is that it affects. We know that it's actually harming the kidneys, and that's why you see dialysis clinics popping Everywhere. up oh, all yeah. over the place mm -hmm. because so many people are destroying mm -hmm. their kidneys due to the way that their lifestyle is. Mm -hmm. So, 
You know, yeah, fun fact about cancer is uh, its number one food source is sugar. Cancer cells love sugar. So the yeah. best way to starve your cancer cells in your body is to eliminate sugar. <clears throat> yeah, in order when you actually go to get cancer screenings, one of the things that they'll do in some cases, they'll give you a big dose of sugar because the cancer becomes much more metabolically active when you get that dose of sugar because it's eaten and it's the cancer is eating good at that point. And so that's why sugar is considered smoking of the 21st century. You know, one third of Americans have diabetes, two out of three Americans are overweight. And when we um, look at um, diabetes, you know, so many kids are actually getting um, diabetes now. And uh, in, in 1980, it was estimated that kids with type 2 diabetes was right around zero. Like there were no cases of it. And now... That's why it was called adult onset diabetes at that point. Yeah. And now they actually are stopped. They they started to stop calling it adult onset because so many kids are getting diabetes. So in 2010, so in 1980, there was zero. 2010, it was uh, estimated that there was 57,638 cases of um, diabetes in children. And so, you know, we're seeing... um, we're seeing eight-year-olds uh, with having heart attacks, um, you know, uh, renal uh, dialysis needing to uh, take place when people are in their 30s. There's so many things going on that are related to sugar. And I think it's really important to talk about how it's actually affecting kids because for the most part, people with their sugar addiction, it happened when they were kids. Mm-hmm. You know, their brain um, became addicted as a child, and right. now as an adult, they're still addicted. Well, and it's, it's an emotional thing for kids, too. I mean, every fun activity for children is usually revolved around some sort of bad food, whether it be pizza yeah. parties, ice cream socials, you mm-hmm. know, birthday cakes, candy, all of these things, they're thrown at kids as like a way to have fun and a good time. I mean, marketing for kids uh, in the grocery stores and on commercials, it's all marketed <laughs> towards the children. Why? Because it's an easy target and they know this and it's it's just really important. Well, it's about priming. It's about priming somebody for a lifetime. You know, the, we'll get in, I don't want to get too far off topic. We'll talk about that a little bit because there's actually some very interesting things that have happened in politics and, um, and, you know, governments over the years around this topic that, you know, it's just, it shows you how big industry um, plays such a big role in our politics. So, Okay, so then if even our children are getting, you know, disease and illness and are overweight and obese from the sugar epidemic, how much would you say that people are eating? Like why why all of a sudden are these showing these issues showing up? Well, when it with sugar it shows up in many ways. So a lot of people think, well, wow, you know, I don't eat that much sugar. And they're thinking like, I don't, I don't, I'm never sitting there scooping sugar out of the sugar bowl and putting it into my food or, or putting it into my drinks. You know, they, they think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they don't think about is all the hidden places that sugar um, is, is, is um, hiding in these processed foods and in just everyday life. So in the early 1900s, it was estimated that people were consuming about five pounds of sugar a year. So five pounds, five, you think about five pounds of sugar, you're like, wow, that's a lot. People would eat that in a year. Well, it's estimated that the average American consumes 130 pounds of sugar per year today. And so it's quite a drastic difference. And, you know, when, 
when we look at when some of the major spikes actually occurred, it was estimated that it was in 1980 where it's just the, the amount of sugar that people were eating um, actually doubled from 1980 to the year 2000. And so, um, so that's, a, that's a really big um, spike right there. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what is suggested, okay, so the American Heart Association, they're saying that six to nine teaspoons a day of sugar um, is, is, is what like a healthy amount yeah, to consume. A, a, okay. a, yeah. Like you're safe between six to nine teaspoons. Don't, don't go over that. And, you know, and I would even look at that and say, okay, well, if they said six to nine teaspoons, then maybe an adult would be up towards nine and a child would be down towards five, like maybe a little bit below that. Right. Um, but that's really not the case because, uh, there's so many kids that are starting their day off with sugar. So, all right. So we talked. You asked, where is the sugar coming from, right? Right, right. I mean, what what's like a normal person consuming on a daily basis? If they're not actually eating candy and they're not actually eating a cake, piece of cake or a slice of pie, how are they getting all the sugar in their body? Right. So here's the thing: is that when you consume white bread. Um, you know, cereal, some type of breakfast muffin, all these things, all these below the neck are metabolically the same thing. Your body digests them as sugar. So sugars are coming from cereals and... Um, Simple carbohydrates. Yeah, all these carbohydrates. Um, you know, it's interesting because cereal is the healthy food of choice and it was going to help your heart and everything else, but it's loaded with sugar. And so it's not just the candy. It's all the carbohydrates that people are consuming. And, and trust me that people are consuming way too many carbohydrates on a daily basis. So... I mean, growing up, I know that that was like the breakfast of choice was either cereal, oatmeal, slice yeah, of toast, bagel, bagel right? yeah, with with a glass of juice. Right, exactly. And so, if like, and let's break that down a little bit because a bowl of a bowl of cereal, let's say, um, it's it's estimated that the average bowl of cereal has about three. Um, teaspoons of sugar added in it, right? And then you get that glass of orange juice. And a glass of orange juice is on average about five and a half teaspoons of sugar per glass. Now, if you just look at that alone, breakfast already surpassed um, the daily allowance set in place by the American Heart Association, okay? But let's go a little bit further. So let's say you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. And it's estimated that there's eight and a half teaspoons of sugar in that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, now you're also having a, a nice glass of soda. You're always having, you know, I, I know a lot of people in like a long time ago, this used to be me um, before I knew better. And, you know, they, they're going to grab their soda around lunchtime. They're going to have, they're going to go to the vending machine, grab their soda. So the soda um, has... Um, about nine and nine and a half teaspoons of sugar in it. So if you look at that um, uh, sugar from breakfast, that sugar from lunch, um, you're consuming way over recommended uh, the recommended daily allowance. And then it's estimated that the average American is right around forty teaspoons a day. And so once Which again, is easy, easily done if you consider that was your breakfast and lunch, and then for dinner you're having some sort of you know pizza or spaghetti or something like that, which is all simple sugars, and then you grab a cookie for dessert, I mean, that's easily 40 teaspoons. And you, in your mind, you may think, oh, I'm yeah, I did have the soda and had a cookie. That's all the sugar I really ate, but it's not 
that that's not the case. Your body is really processing about the 40 teaspoons. That's insane. Oh, right. Yeah. And just to recap on that, so the American Heart Association says six to nine teaspoons. And so um, we have to we have to really uh, be aware of this and remember that sugar doesn't just come from um, uh, sugary drinks and candy. It comes from all all of your white breads. And it's not that there's sugar in the white bread. It's that these carbohydrates actually will break down in the body as sugar. And so... Um, but what about the fruit juice, right? Because, I mean, I remember growing up, it was like, oh, you know, drink, or you know, nice orange juice or apple juice for breakfast. This has the vitamin C, and that's going to be healthy, right? So how about we debunk that myth a little bit? Right, exactly. Well, when it comes to fruit juice, so when you separate the fruit from the fiber or the juice from the fiber, um, it's really no difference. There's no difference in it really than drinking a Coke. It's this massive, massive sugar surge. Our bodies are designed to have that fruit juice while it's with the fruit, while it's with the fiber, not to be just consumed, you know, like nobody eats eight oranges. However, you may easily drink uh, a glass of orange juice that contains juice and sugar from eight oranges. And so like the the, the juice in the um, fruit is, you know, naturally put there kind of in a way where like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna eat uh, eight oranges. Nobody is going to eat ten apples, right? right. Like so, and, even though it is from a natural source, it's yeah. not natural to drink or to eat eight oranges. So therefore, it's not natural to drink juice from eight oranges. Right. And our body just cannot process it. Exactly. Like I said, it's really no different than drinking a Coke. I mean, and you got to figure how many kids have rotten teeth from drinking mm, fruit juice? How many absolutely. kids um, have uh, immune systems that aren't working well because of their, their drinking um, They're not juice. able to focus in school because they got these sugar spikes in the morning and then they're mm -hmm. coming down around midday and then mm -hmm. they eat their lunch and they're back on a sugar high. I mean, mm -hmm. how can you expect your kid to sit still and concentrate in school with this kind of sort of, uh, you know, diet? And, it, and it's with well-meaning parents. I mean, yeah. all these people are doing the best that they can for their kids. However, um, we're out of touch with what a normal diet looks like. Right. Well, and and this isn't just it, it's kids are doing this, but obviously adults do this every day too. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. isn't just a kid thing. Um, and so let's be clear about that. And you know, when we're thinking about these different foods too, like I said before, is you can't just think of the cookies and and desserts. It's estimated that eighty percent of food items have added sugar. So that's not just that they they break down as sugar or that they contain natural sugars. They have added sugar, and like. You know, sugar hides in so many different places. I mean, you can go to the store and get a, a, a can of uh, tomato sauce. It'll have added sugar. Many of those little salt packets that you'll get at restaurants have sugar in them. They'll have uh, dextrose typically. And so you really have to be aware of this. And, and, and not only do you have to be aware that most things have added sugar that you have to watch out for, but there's a lot of different names that sugar hides under. Sugar just isn't under the name of sugar. I actually have a list here and we'll put this in the show notes because I can't possibly go through them right now. They, it would take like 10 minutes. Um, but sugar comes in, I mean, I'd say there's probably, what do you think here? Maybe about like 20, 30 different names that sugar is, uh, comes in. So, uh, you know, and you're looking at packages and you see all these names that you don't even understand. Um, 
you'll <laughs> you're gonna have to use this little guide that we'll put on, in the show notes, and it'll help you um, be able to read packages and labels better. Um, but one of the most popular one is 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 high fructose corn syrup. You see that quite a bit. Not only is that a sugar, that's considered a very very uh, poor source and more of a toxic source of sugar. So. Um, it's been demonized in the in the natural media quite uh, quite frequently, but um, it's certainly the most popular. You know, one of the things that uh, I think is interesting when I start comparing different types of foods with added sugar, um, for instance, you may take like a Butterfinger, right, and that's a candy mm, bar, mm-hmm. and you think that that oh, that's definitely not good for you. It probably has tons of sugar, but on the contrast. You know, you grab something like a Yoplait yogurt and you're like, oh, well, that's healthy because it's yogurt. It's got probiotics. It's going to be healthy for me, right? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, which one do you think has more sugar? Between a Butterfinger and Yoplait yogurt? Yeah, which one do you think is healthier for you? You can't ask me that. I know this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Just uh, so just to give you the answer, then if you're not sure, well, uh, Butterfinger has 28 grams of sugar, but a Yoplait yogurt has 27 grams of sugar. So just one gram of sugar less than a Butterfinger. So a lot of people are grabbing a Yoplait yogurt as a healthy snack or a healthy mm-hmm. breakfast option, but it has just as much sugar as a candy bar. Right, these little like cereal bars that people are grabbing mm-hmm. in the morning, and a lot of people are grabbing this stuff, taking it to work, and they're high fiving people because they're having a low fat yogurt that's so good for them or granola bar that has 13 grams 13 to 15 grams of sugar i mean even even kind bars you know kind bars are healthier granola bar but those still have you know upwards to 11 to 12 grams of sugar per bar Mm -hmm. and i mean that's already in one bar surpassing your daily um you know allowance of sugar for the day yeah and and this is serious like this is very serious so if you're having weight control or weight loss issues this is this is very serious and this really hits home for a lot of people you have to understand that um losing weight isn't all about counting calories um and also um, because not all calories are created equal, but also you have to pay attention to these foods that are loaded with um, different sugar. Like, you know, if it, it would make sense that you're going to grab this, and I know we joke about it, but it's a very serious issue, that if you're going to grab this yogurt because you think it's a healthier option, there's a good chance that this is loaded with sugar and you're actually going to gain weight off of this. And, and um, you know, all these diet programs out there that don't really teach people how to eat, but they teach them to count calories – Please know that all calories are not created equal. Um, you know, a can of Coke may have the same amount of calories as a bag of almonds. So people are drinking the can of Coke because it's you know makes them happier. But however, the almonds can be utilized to build muscle and in. Um, connective tissue and actually do something positive for the body where the can of Coke is considered empty calories. That has nowhere to go. Um, It has no use to the body except for being stored as fat. So please understand that there's a big difference there in how your body utilizes those those calories um, and in the sugar content in those calories. It's very different too. A can of Coke is just going to spike your insulin and it's just going to get um, shuttled right in the fat storage. In almonds, it's not going to do that. It's going to be absorbed over a couple hour period. The fiber's in there. It's going to take a little bit longer for the body to digest, break down. And so, you know, there's health benefit to that. Um, so, as I said, this is a very serious and touchy subject for a lot of people. So, um, it's it's important to know that the, this actually exists. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And, and, you know, when we look at why this is such a touchy subject for so many people, and so many people are losing control um, of, of the way that they're eating, and they're just, you know, struggling with their weight, and they're struggling with their overall health, and they're in maybe even a health crisis because they're facing some condition, um, you know, you have to really look back to that topic we talked about at the beginning about how our brains are being ambushed, you know, like this sugar lights up these pleasure centers in our brain. We want more. We walk into every grocery store. We walk into every gas station or party store. Um, if you're in every, Michigan. Every family and friends dinner, <clears throat> every um, social event usually always revolved around unhealthy food. Yeah. And, and so all this all these things are just constantly ambushing our brain and our, and our brain tells our body, Hey, we want that because it makes us feel good. And you know, you had asked earlier about like, why are these things on the market? Why are we able to, why is this stuff marketed to kids or why are all these, um, you know, pop machines in the workplaces and, Hidden and it's sugar and processed foods, all of these. Yeah. Things. And it's really because it, when I mentioned before that in 1980, from 1980 to 2000, um, the amount of sugar intake doubled in most people. And there's there's a reason for that. And the reason for it is because there was this big, huge rush to take fat out of food because there was this you know study that came out that linked fat to heart problems and all these different um, uh, diseases. And really, a lot of it was just falsified information um, that we know that isn't true today. But anyway, when they took all the fat out of the, the, the dairy products and, and the different foods, what happened is they taste terrible and nobody liked them. They, I mean, it was like eating cardboard all the time. And so what they did is they started putting in sugar. They started adding sugar and adding sugar in just to, in order to get things to taste good. So everybody says, yes, it doesn't have fat in it, but they didn't pay attention to sugar. And they didn't pay attention to all the different forms of sugar that were were um, popping up. So that's when that started happening. We had, you know, a group, the American Family um, uh, Physicians, they partnered with Coca-Cola, for goodness sake. And there was like a outcry by people going like, you're family physicians, you're partnering with Coca-Cola. Many of the physicians left the group. Um, you know, soft drink companies, they've donated to many major universities. They've backed a lot of the studies that are saying soda doesn't do anything to you and candy doesn't do anything to you. That's so it's not the cause of obesity and things like right. that. Right. They're saying that, no, this is completely okay. There's, there's no solid evidence. And so, you know, people are wising up, by the way, when it comes to these studies, because not only do we have this in in big industry like soda companies and candy companies, like we also have this in in um, the pharmaceutical industry. So you know, people are wising up and they're they're like starting to realize that industry backed studies are in most cases, um, <laughs> they're most cases flawed tilting, greatly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like obviously, if you're if you're the owner of a company, you're like, oh yeah, like let's do a study. The results in their favor. I mean, they, yeah. they have a financial interest in the results of the study, so they're going to have the study look favorably upon their industry. Right. Exactly. I mean, and the industries are strong, right? So. Uh, President Bush, um, you know, when he was in office, the World Health Organization, they came out with this big document that they were going to release, and they were going to, and it basically said, "Hey, there's um, sugar is an issue, and um, we need to cut back. It's leading to a ton of disease." And um, you know, the Bush administration, they shut it down. They said, "Like, do not, you can't release that. It's way too hard on our industry." 
um, our industries. We need to revise it. And so that's what ended up happening. As a matter of fact, the story goes that the Bush administration withheld $400 million um, from the World Health Organization and threatened them saying that they weren't going to get it if they published that document. So, I mean, it's, it's very... Um, it goes deep in the politics when you look at why there's so much sugar on the on the market, and um, you know one of the things too is Michelle Obama, for instance. She mm-hmm. had, I mean, do you remember when she put that big initiative out for kids? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Absolutely. when when um, President Obama got into the office, she did this big initiative, and and I really think she had some really good intentions. However, her big um, initiative to clean up the food that kids. Um, were getting in school and, and clean up the way that uh, marketing was happening, like it turned into a junk food initiative. And so what happened is she kind of took on, she basically took on all these companies, Coca-Cola and all these, I mean, Coca-Cola comes to mind. I'm not like trying to just pick on them, right? There's plenty of people who are making garbage food. Um, so she took those guys, these big companies on. And when she took them on, um, you know, they first obviously were all up in arms and then they decided to work with her, but they made changes that were just, it was like smoke and mirror changes um, where they they committed to taking so many trillions of calories off the market by a certain date. But when you actually broke it down and with all the different food products they have, it ended up being like, you know, five calories a day that they committed to taking off the market, like five calories per person. So, um, and then what happened is she got so much pushback as well from these these companies that not only did these companies um, originally get high fived and told they were doing a good job for their initiative. I mean, they got tons of they got tons of marketing out of it because of their initiative, and they really didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so you you saw Michelle Obama actually kind of step away from the food side of things, and she just kind of started talking about, well, let's get these kids exercise and moving. She totally like forgot about the food side of things and just started talking about exercise. And I really feel that she just, she, she couldn't take them on. She was up against uh, so many giants. I mean, it was, there was so much money against her at that point. Um, and, And a lot of things happened. I mean, the way that they were labeling changed just to kind of move numbers around and make it look better, but they were just changing serving sizes and making the calories go down. It wasn't exactly it was they weren't actually beers. changing the products. Right. So you know, don't be don't be fooled by slick marketing is is really the uh, the yeah. underlying thing here. Make sure you check the bottom of the show notes for that list of sugars so you can identify them in your foods. Yeah, so her campaign, it started out good, but it really went downhill and turned into what now, it was actually a, a article on Mercola the other day, and they had said that it was all about how Michelle Obama's cam- uh, health campaign turned into a junk food campaign, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, she started strong, but she, in, industry won on that one. But um, one of the things that I want to talk about is really how we can add some value to people and talk about some alternatives. Okay. So for candy, for um sweets in in how they can avoid them in the workplace, how they can also help their kids out a little bit and, and maybe give their kids some better options and, and even talk about what we did. Okay. So like up until this point it's been all doom and gloom and, you know, this is everything that's going on behind the scenes this is everything that's on the shelves. But now I we know, want I, to give you some I think I'm gonna be the Grim Reaper for Halloween because I just kinda of ruined everybody's Halloween, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, okay, so if you do have a blood sugar issue already, like, which most Americans do, what's, like, the first thing that they can start doing? Okay, um, now, in the way of supplementation, there's a really great product that has some they've done some really cool studies on it where they found that while you were taking this product that your blood sugar was actually um, able to stay at a more of a steady level level so there was less spikes and falls and it was just kind of maintained even when you ate a sugary meal it helped um, maintain a steady blood sugar level mm-hmm. now um, that product um, is called Sinulin. And so you can look up uh, that in the uh, New Vision Health Center store. It's Sinulin. Now, not only is that really good for people who have diabetes, right, because it's going to help balance their blood sugar. Um, people who are pre-diabetic, it's going to help balance their blood sugar. People who have poor diets, it's going to help balance your blood sugar. You're going to have a party in the office and you want to help balance your blood sugar because you know there's going to be some not so great choices and you know that you're going to participate in that. Well, you know, this will this will help balance your blood sugar out. So um, this is one thing you can do. All right. All right. So what's another way to avoid sugar altogether? Another way to avoid sugar. We're talking about Halloween here, right? So what's some options that you can have while avoiding sugar? Yeah. Well, you know, I always tell people it's about taking lateral moves, okay? So, so many people try to become healthy and avoid sugar and they just want to go cold turkey and take away all the things that they love. Well, that often just uh, ends up uh, being a big failed. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's just a big campaign of failure when it comes to health in your life. So... You know, you have to make sure that you're doing some lateral moves. So instead of just taking everything out, like getting some better options. So, for instance, like if you like um, if you like chocolate, there's uh, it's called Lily Sweets, mm-hmm. and they have incredible chocolate that's sweetened with stevia. Stevia is a natural um, a natural sweetener. It tastes sweet, however, it does not affect your blood sugar, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't, your body doesn't respond to it like it does with sugar. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Steve, that's really great. So it's called Lily Sweets and they have all kinds of different chocolate. Yeah, everything from chocolate bars to chocolate chips for cookies. So um, if you want to pop, you know, a, some of those in your trail mix to take to work or whatever, they're, yeah. they're great. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you know there's there's like terrible candy going around the office, bring a couple of things that, just so you don't feel left out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like bring a couple... Mm-hmm. Uh, things of your own. One thing our family loves, we love the uh, xylitol suckers. Um, when our kids want a, a, a snack or a treat, um, that's one thing that we give them. Um, and then they don't feel like they're being left out when their friends are having suckers or when the store hands them out a sucker, you know, out of the kindness of their heart, they're giving them a, a dumb, dumb sucker. But uh, we don't want our kids to have that, so we carry these with us instead. Right. Yeah. So some. So anyway, like like I said, lateral movements. Don't don't just say I'm going to sit there and watch everybody else eat sweet treats in the office, and and don't think your kids are going to sit there and watch everybody eat sweet treats and not and not have any either. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, it's just it, it's part of you know something that kids and adults enjoy at this enjoy at this time. So mm-hmm. make some lateral movements. Get get some candies, and if you go to a lot of health food stores, there's way more options right. um, that, that you'll see. I mean, because you can get you can get mint, you can get gum, you can get chocolate, you can get suckers, you can get all these things that don't have sugar in them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and be sure. 
to avoid the fake sugars like aspartame, yes. sucralose, yep. those sorts of things that are that are um, linked to a variety of different diseases. Yeah, those as well. are those so are those, those sweeters you want to look for are you know stevia, xylitol, those sorts of things. Yeah, those other ones are called um, are called neurotoxins. They're terrible. I mean, that's what like for instance. A lot of the uh, diet sodas have aspartame in them. They're linked to uh, all types of neurological diseases. I mean, like for instance, it, it's so bad. Like so many people are drinking these these sodas and eating these candies with it, but it's so bad that um, I know that like Delta doesn't even allow their pilots to fly. And it's like strict rules that they're not allowed to drink um, soda with aspartame because it, it, it messes with the, the brain and neurologically so much that they don't want their pilots having uh, that in their system. So <laughs> If it's not good for them, it's probably not good for you. All right. So, um, so that's some healthier candy options. But on a day-to-day -day basis... What sort of diet should they follow? Is it paleo? Is it ketogenic? You know, what 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 is the like, uh, basic guideline that people should be following? Right. Well, you know, the big thing is is if you're just looking for me to name a diet, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you it's the Heal Yourself Diet, which is in our Heal Yourself Cookbook. But if you're just looking for some tips, I mean, you gotta you gotta have a very you know, I'm not going to say no sugar diet, but you should have a very low sugar diet. You should have a very low carbohydrate diet. You should have, think of meat and vegetables when you are thinking of a good, healthy daily meal. You're getting, getting a good amount of protein, um, a, a good amount of healthy fats, um, and then keeping sugar, uh, the sugar content low. Mm -hmm. Low glycemic fruits. Yeah. Um, we love berries, green apples, grapefruits, those sorts of things. Lemons, limes, uh, good fats. He was talking about there. Load up on those, and then clean protein, you know, from grass-fed sources. So that's a that's a great way to uh, revolve your diet and your meal choices throughout the day. Well, okay. So, like I said, this is a serious thing. I mean, I know that I joke that I'm the Grim Reaper. However, um, you know, this is a very serious thing. The amount of sugar that people consume leads to so many diseases, causes a lot of issues. So um, take it seriously, um, and especially if you're you know, suffering from weight loss, inability to lose weight, I should say. Take it seriously. And, and so we probably just you know, gave you enough information here to get you going and get you started. If you have any questions, you can go ahead and shoot us an email. Look in the show notes because we're going to put some of the things that we referenced in there, such as the list of um, um, uh, alternative names that sugar falls under. And, um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Bye. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.